Broadcasting from Charlotte, North Carolina on Sports Byline USA. Uniting sports fans everywhere, this is Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. I'm not sure that God really cares about my comfort or my happiness so much as he does my holiness and my surrender to him. For the next hour, we will unpack sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. I think if we're going to get to our full potential in anything, um, it's going to require community around us. Bringing you high energy and thought-provoking sports talk with a purpose. You're going to be defined as a man, as a husband, as a father. When you take the uniform off, who is that guy? Now, from his mic to your ears, this is Bryce Johnson. Welcome to Unpacking It, where we unpack sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. I'm Bryce Johnson, fired up to be with you today because we have got an awesome story to share with you. Our guest today is Hutch Eckerson. He's a former NFL offensive lineman, and he has had quite the journey And we will go through, really, the the highs and lows of his career and his life. And this includes being an offensive lineman at South Carolina. It includes getting to the NFL, but his career being cut short. What it means to have your dream end and and be in this place of, of wondering, what do you do next? And for him, he at first turned to drugs. And it got addicted to painkillers. And then ultimately, he, he realized his, his need for God, and God met him in that place and radically changed his life. And, and so it's a, it's a unique story, yet there are a lot of similarities that, that many of us can identify with, relate to, and, and I think you'll be encouraged and inspired by his story today. So he's coming up in just a little bit. And then later on toward the end of the show, we'll do our segment, Unpack This, about the NBA Finals. And and my big question, why do bad things happen to great teams? And why do bad things happen to good people? So we'll take a look at that in just a little bit as well. Check out our website, unpackingit.com. Be sure to subscribe to our email devotional and our podcast. We're just getting started. So glad to be with you. I'm Bryce Johnson. This is Unpacking It on Sports Byline USA and Sirius XM Channel 211. Inspiring conversations and intriguing interviews. More Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson after this. Bringing you unique insight into the faith and character of guests from the sports world. Welcome back to Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. And joining us now is Hutch Eckerson, a former NFL offensive lineman who spent time with the Chargers, Bills, Chiefs, and Saints. He was highly recruited out of high school and played his college football at South Carolina from 2006 to 2010. He is now a business owner and founder of Made New Ministries. He is also highly involved with the NFL Players Association. Hutch joins us today to share his story about how his career ended early, drug addiction, and being made new because of Jesus. Hutch, thanks so much for joining us. How are you? I'm doing great, man. Wow. 
What an introduction that was, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we're psyched to have you, man. Really appreciate you being a part of the show today. And, uh, of course, this time of year in the NFL, it's all about OTAs, mini camps, and then in a month, everybody will be gearing up for, for training camp. And so take us back to your time as you were fighting to make it at OTAs. You were fighting to make a, an NFL roster, trying to prove yourself. What was that truly like for you? Well, Bryce, interesting enough, I came out the year of the, the lockout with the new um, players agreement and, and just all that stuff going on. So here I was sitting in South Carolina wondering if I was going to get a shot at you know my dream of playing in the NFL, and it was past all the OTA times, all the acclimation period that rookies typically get in, in, in that season, it was just not happening at that time. So I actually showed up uh, to San Diego for training camp, um, two day, like the second day of training camp. So, so all wow. of that acclimation period that most people experience when they transition from college to professional was, was just non-existent. <laughs> you know, I was showing up with, with the veterans, you know, competing for a, a job on the team. So it was, it was a little bit of a trial by fire, I guess is a good way to explain it. Yeah. So what do you feel like you, you missed because of that? And what, was there any advantage to, to just being thrown in there? What, what was that like? You know, um, hindsight's 2020 of course i missed a a lot of just getting used to the speed and the strength and and uh the play calling of uh, the nfl but i guess an advantage of it was i just didn't know any better i you know to me to me it was getting an opportunity to go and put on an nfl helmet and go and compete and and so okay so you're your NFL career included a, a lot of situations where you get signed, you, you, you try to prove yourself, you spend some time with a certain team, then you get released. And, and so take us through this, and, and let's kind of go through your, your, your early years in the NFL uh, for you. And, and so here you are, you go undrafted, it's during a lockout year, you spend some time with the Chargers, and then take us through kind of the the experience that that you went through sure yeah you know it was it was a lot of negatives i guess that were that were on paper against me you know being an undrafted rookie free agent the year of the lockout <laughs> you know you you kind of you kind of read uh that you're on the bottom of the of the totem pole a little bit man um but all that stuff uh really didn't matter to me because i just I, i've always felt like there was like a bigger calling, like I was supposed to do something, you know, bigger than myself. You know, football really was just checking all the boxes up to that point. And so there was like no doubt in my mind that it wasn't going to work out. Hmm. And if it wasn't with the Chargers, it was going to be with the next team. And of course, it was a, a roller coaster of emotions, um, getting cut and then getting picked up. And, you know, a lot of kind of days where you're just working out, waiting for the phone to ring. But it always did. It always did ring, and you always did show back up to another camp or try out. And, and so there was no sign of, of that, you know, stopping or anything. So, so I, I was pretty confident that I would find 
a home with with a team eventually. <laughs> yeah, so I, I think as as fans, you know, especially this time of year with with a lot of guys trying out during mini camps and and you know whether it's veteran camps or rookie camps, everybody's trying to you know move the, themselves up the the depth chart and and then we'll hear okay, this guy was released, this guy was signed and and there are a lot of transactions that that take place and a lot of times fans just sort of, you know, overlook it but the reality is this is a guy's life, his livelihood, his dream, his, his desire to make a team. He's given all he has to, to do that. And so that's why I'm fascinated by, by your story and your perspective as far as you know, showing up to another team and still believing in yourself enough to keep going even after getting released, even you know, after fighting to make a spot, not, not making that team, having to go somewhere else. So, so what can you say to you know, the fan listening today to try to understand the, the personal side of that and, and the struggle, the challenge that goes into it? Yeah, well, I can only speak to my personal experience, and that was I thought that a plan B was, 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 a, was giving up on plan A, which was making a NFL football team because it gave me everything that I wanted at that point in life. And so, you know, thinking about something else and thinking that it wasn't going to work was that was a weak way of thinking in my head. So I just approached it like this is going to happen. There's, there's no alternative like this has to happen. And yeah, but it really is so personal and and such a, a a big deal to the individual players, but it's, it's hard to kind of imagine that if it's not happening to you, you know what I mean? Like, Mm. If you're if you're watching it and 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 you're you're a big fan, you, you love it. But like when you are the guy with the helmet on, you, you got the gloves on. You're looking down, and your feet are planted on, you know, the Dallas Cowboys football field, and you're about to play the Dallas Cowboys. Like it's it's all of a sudden it's real. It's 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 you. Mm. It's happening to you. And 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 kind of that that feeling and, and not getting overwhelmed and not letting the outside pressure and the noise and the things that you've heard and that scouts have been telling you and you've been telling yourself, man, it's kind of all that rolled up into one moment that, you know, that's happening right now. Wow. So if, if that makes any sense and you can kind of feel that a little bit, uh, that would be the best way that I could describe where I was at in that season uh, of my life. Yeah, no, that that's really cool and and just an interesting perspective from Hutch Eckerson, former NFL offensive lineman who uh, spent time with the Chargers, Bills, Chiefs, and Saints and played his college career at South Carolina. And so I want to pause for a moment with, with your NFL career because we'll get back to that. But I, I want to kind of set things up from a, a a high school and college perspective because here you were, you were highly recruited out of high school and, and you're from a small town and you end up choosing South Carolina. So so take us into that time in your life where you are getting recruited and, and here Steve Spurrier wants you to come, you know, play for his team. What what was that experience like for you? Oh, that was just a great time. That was truly a blessing and, and like you said, just to have college coaches noticing you and coming to school and coming to your home and, you know, these people that you've only seen on TV and ESPN, you know, in a place that you're familiar with saying, we want you. That's, that's such an amazing feeling 
for a high school kid, for a young guy that, that is, that, you know, we're all looking for purpose. We're all looking for identity. And when you have someone like Coach Spurrier saying, you know, we want to bring you here to be a part of something new. We want to bring you here because, you know, I like to win and we want to develop a very strong foundation at South Carolina to win big. That's why I chose South Carolina. It was an opportunity to do something new that has never been done before. I think that we did an okay job at that. Not didn't hit all the all the goals, but we, we sure hit a lot of them. And, and that's uh, that was a big part of my decision. We're we're going to take a quick break, and and we want to continue this story where where Hutch Eckerson is is playing at, at South Carolina. He's an offensive lineman. He's got his sights set on the NFL. And then we're going to talk about when the dream doesn't come true. What happens? Who does Hutch Eckerson become? And who is he today? It's all coming up right here on Unpacking It. He's former NFL offensive lineman Hutch Eckerson. I'm Bryce Johnson. You're listening to Unpacking It. Intriguing guests and inspiring conversations. This is Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. Welcome back to Unpacking It. I'm Bryce Johnson. Hope you're doing great today. Check out our website, unpackingit.com. We're in the middle of a conversation with former NFL offensive lineman Hutch Eckerson. He spent time with the Chargers, Bills, Chiefs, and Saints. He was highly recruited out of high school and, and played his college football at South Carolina. He's now a business owner and founder of Made New Ministries, which we're going to get to in just a little bit. But, but Hutch, let, let's, let's continue with you now. So here you are, you're, you're fighting to make teams, you're, you're getting opportunities, teams are, are signing you, you're, you're playing with you know, the, the Chargers, Bills, Chiefs, and, and Saints, but then after a couple of years, you got a call from your agent, and, and what did that, that call mean to you, and what, what did he say at, at sort of the, the end of the, these three years? Well, you know, he just said that, uh, you know, the, the phones had uh, had stopped ringing and that he was, uh, you know, calling all of his contacts and trying to keep it going. But, you know, there's a, there's a you can kind of calculate it to like a three-year kind of rotation. Um, you know, by that time, I w- had gotten a little bit older and, and NFL standards and there was newer, fresher guys that weren't, you know, as beat up as I was. And, and so, yeah, it was just kind of the obvious, transition from uh you know being somebody that could come in and play a little bit to not getting the call anymore and and you know it was a tough uh situation but it was almost like you know it was almost just like that that bell ringing man it was just it was it wasn't just saying that well you might want to start thinking about something else for me it was well your life is 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 done now there's there's nothing that's going to be better than what you were doing right like that gave you everything you wanted that was everything that you had dreamed for and thought that was your purpose and your identity so it was it was a lot deeper than just kind of oh I'm done with football it was 
it was more of <laughs> nothing's going to be this good anymore. Wow. And, and I wholeheartedly believe that man. Like I, I, I just, um, I just remember just kind of sitting back and staring out the window and just saying, well, like, what's the point anymore? What's the point now? Mm. <laughs> and, and, and that point, man, when you have no direction, you have no path, you have no like guide, nobody telling you where to be at this time on Monday morning. You don't have anywhere to be. Wow. Hutch Eckerson, our guest right now on Unpacking It, former NFL offensive lineman, and in this part of the story, we're, we're talking about his, his, his career ending, the dream is over, coming to this realization. And so at this point in your life, did, did you have any level of, of faith or, or what, what did you decide to turn to at this point in, in the story? Well, I wish I could say this is when I uh, picked myself up and opened my Bible and and started to see what God had planned for me, but uh, it was it was really the opposite. I went internal. I went deep into myself. That was not a good place to be. I, I didn't want to be around too many people. I was I was hurting. There was a real pain. It was like an emotional pain that almost turned into like a physical pain. I was looking for an escape. I, I had this trauma in my life that instead of facing and going through the the work of getting better, I I went the other way and tried to numb it and tried to run away from it. And um, unfortunately, painkillers seemed like a good alternative to feeling this pain I was feeling. So, uh, you know, just using those uh, pain pills to um, ease, just just have like a little bit of comfort, you know, just like I don't want to sit in this any longer than I have to. Once you start using those things, man, um, you know, you're, you're using them for, for kind of fun and, and recreationally uh, quickly escalates to using, using them um, as uh, the way of life really. And it, and it, um, man, it, unfortunately it became sort of the, the main goal in my life just to not feel anything oh. <laughs> to be honest with you man <laughs> man so so then how, how bad did it get what what did the the addiction look like in, in your life well um you know i hit it very well it was um you, you see my greatest fear in life i believe is um is is, is pain I, I don't like the i don't like the hurt mm. and i don't think there's too many people that do i think a lot of people would identify with with the fear of pain and to me, uh, the pain of realizing and facing this idea of my dream not happening, like everything that I had worked for, everything that I had done, um, as long as I could remember, was leading up to this to this uh, kind of mountaintop, and and, um, and it had happened, and it was happening, and then it just didn't. Mm. You know, it was like, I mean, you are playing NFL football and living the dream that you have wanted your whole life. And then a week later, you're standing in line, a 320 pound offensive lineman at the at the at the grocery store in your hometown. And you don't know who you are and you don't know what you have. And you and and. That emptiness, man. That place. That's that's um, 
that's that's a uh, that's a place that I, I man, <laughs> I, I I don't plan to ever go back to that place, man. Hey. That's not a good place. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Hutch Eckerson, our guest right now on Unpacking It, former NFL offensive lineman, sharing his story of of now. Let's get to the point of of overcoming uh, addiction, and so he's described this this place of of darkness and emptiness and 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 addiction and and so take us into the turning point the the day that that your life began to change and and ultimately the the addiction coming into the light and and your family recognizing what you had been going through what was that what was that moment for you uh march 30th 2016 you know life had been moving forward um you know time is there's no flex in time, man. It's going, it's going, it's going, even though you aren't, <laughs> even though, you know, I was, you know, on the shelf and, and kind of, uh, had hit pause <laughs> for a few years. Um, I, man, I was on my motorcycle and next thing I knew I woke up and I was in the hospital oh. and I, I have no idea what happened. Uh, you know, I, I see my mom and my, my wife standing over me. And, you know, I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. Um, it, the crazy thing about it was that the, uh, the little security camera at a gas station actually caught uh, what happened on tape. So I was actually able to see exactly what happened. And I, man, I was on my bike and uh, a lady decided to do a U-turn and uh, just, just nailed me, threw me off the bike. Oh. I went down the street on the incoming traffic and, went up on a curb and, uh, you know, it was, um, it was the first time that, uh, I guess I had a moment of clarity and realized that I had been pushing away. I had been tripped up, skipped my knee, tapped on the shoulder, uh, by, by what I now know was God's voice and, and his, and his plan for me, but I was ignoring it instead of listening to whatever this power, whatever this nudge, uh, coming from the other direction was, and that was the first time that I sort of felt the weight of that and felt like I had a second chance. I felt like I had an opportunity to see another side to this whole thing. I knew that I was not going to be able to do this alone. And, and that's when I really just decided to open up to my family and my wife. And, um, you know, she had no idea. She would really? have been married to me for like a year. <laughs> and, you know, we were buying a new home and, and talking about starting a family. And, and I had this raging addiction and she had no idea that it was even happening. I mean, that's how well I was able to conceal, you know, the, what was truly going on. And man, this was just like wow. a time when I needed to get help. And that's when I decided to check myself into rehab and go out there and, and just really just kind of see what this force, this like power that I was feeling on, you know, trying to get my attention, man, that's really where I was stripped of, of everything. You know, you don't have a phone, you don't have access to family. You're just, you're, you're, you're even with everybody there, you know, you're not better or worse than anybody there. And uh, that's really when God started to, show me a little bit about, you know, the plans he had for me. I started just to open my mouth and say, trying to put 
these emotions and these deep kind of like feelings that I had inside into words and, and really started to minister to, to the guys around me. And that was the first time that, uh, that I sort of had the, uh, the, the idea of something like made new. And it just, uh, it took me a little while to, to get it all going, man. But, um, but wow, like that's just how awesome God is. It's just how he will, you know, bring you from the mountaintop to being broken and then he'll build you back up and, mm. and, and actually start to give you everything that you wanted. It just won't look like you, uh, like you wanted, but, uh, but, but it will be just as sweet. You know what I mean? And, uh, and, and you don't have to carry that load, uh, on your own anymore that's the best part man that's right well hutch we need to take a quick break but we want to continue with your story it's just an incredible story so we'll come back we'll continue with hutch eckerson former nfl offensive lineman joining us right here on unpacking it going beyond the field this is unpacking it with Bryce Johnson on Sports Byline USA. Hey, hey, it's Bryce Johnson, and it is time to start thinking about the upcoming fantasy football season. And good news, Unpacking It Ministries has a resource for you that will take you from the draft all the way through the championship. Order your Fantasy Football Fellowship Playbook today and each week read about a fantasy concept and how it relates to the Bible and our own lives. It's designed for your league to discuss at weekly league meetings, on the phone, or in person. The FFF Playbook will add more meaning and purpose to the fantasy season and add value to your league. Grow in your faith, build deeper relationships with other owners in the league, and make more of your fantasy season. Join us at Fantasy Football Fellowship dot org and find all the details and order the FFF playbook today. That's fantasy football fellowship dot org. Bringing you unique insight into the faith and character of guests from the sports world. Welcome back to unpacking it with Bryce Johnson. Welcome back to Unpacking It. I'm Bryce Johnson. Hope you're doing great today. Hutch Eckerson sharing his story with us. Former NFL offensive lineman who, who's been able to, to overcome addiction. He, he now is a, a follower of Jesus, and he started a, a ministry called Made New Ministries and, and just wants to continue to uh, just share the, the story of, of God's goodness and, and what God has done in his life and share the story stories of others as well. And, and, and Hutch, I want to ask you more about that in a moment, but a little bit to, to get more and I guess unpack your, your story a little bit more as far as being able to experience the freedom and the peace and the grace that you are now living in every day. Take us into what that, that transformation process has been like and, and what God has revealed to you and, and how you've been able to get to the point of you know, football no longer being your your whole identity, your dream, and 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 how he's been able to you know give you that that new dream that that you've alluded to. It really came down to what was I willing to 
you know, be obedient to. Um, if, if you listen to Made News uh, second podcast, we had a great conversation about obedience. And, and I think that without, without really like knowing what I was doing, I started being obedient to the small things, mm. to the things that like I had the strength to. And now I had all this other big stuff. I had all this other, you know, chaos of, uh, you know, getting back to a high place. But, you know, that was that was such a far off, you know, untouchable thing when you're sitting at a rehab facility and, you know, and, and everything has been stripped from you. And, and I started to be obedient in the small things. Um, because it's easy to be obedient in, in things that line up with what you want. You know, if, if, if I said, well, God told me to go play football, like, and, and, and make a lot of money, like, <laughs> yeah, I'll be obedient to that. But what about when he says, uh, what about when he says, you know, go, go take, uh, you know, this kid that I keep putting on your mind, go take him out to lunch and, and just be like a friend to him or, or, or why don't you go help this person or, or tell this person something uh, good that you see in them, um, even though it might be uncomfortable. And, and I guess my journey has been, I guess my, my answer to that question is like lean into like being uncomfortable, man, because uh, the, the, the pain of being uncomfortable uh when that start starts to outweigh like the pain of like where you're at right now or what you're dealing with right now um when you make that decision it only lasts like the sting only lasts for a second and then you see like a whole nother side to whatever you're doing and uh and that's like and that's god's will for our lives man to uh just really Trust him. Let him do the heavy lifting. If we will be obedient in the small things, he will take care of the big things. Um, a, a good analogy to that, a guy today in Bible study uh, was telling me a story about how he visited a, a nuclear sub when he went to the Pro Bowl in Hawaii. And, you know, they went on, I think it was like the U.S., like uh, USS Ohio or something like that. Hmm. But there was one guy, there was one guy on the ship who has been trained to mash the button to send, you know, send the, send the, send the nuke out of it or whatever, you know, send the bomb. And, you know, he, uh, he, he doesn't think about what's going to happen <laughs> after he hits that button. He, he was told he, he gets called and, and interprets the right time to hit that button and doesn't think about what's going to happen after that. Like that's above his pay grade. And that's kind of like wow. what I think God does in our lives is like, when you get that call, don't say, well, what if, well, this isn't the right time or <laughs> no, just, 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 if God tells you to hit the button, just hit the button and, <laughs> and, and, and see what, and see what kind of, uh, what kind of things happen, man. And that's, that's sort of the challenge that I would, tell listeners today is just um you know do those little things hit hit that button and and, and watch what happens it's it's pretty it's pretty amazing <laughs> wow no it's so strong and what a tremendous illustration and and to to really get to that place of of surrender and obedience it's a powerful place to to live out of and uh and hutch eckerson is our guest right now sharing all about it here on unpacking it he's a former nfl offensive lineman and he's started a, a new ministry called 
Made New Ministries, and the website is BeMadeNew.com. BeMadeNew.com. And, and so share a little bit more about your, your vision for this and, and really you know, what God's placed on your heart to, to be able to, to impact people. Well, this was, uh, this was definitely something that I felt God calling me to do. Um, it, was, uh, it was a very simple command. You know, he told me things are different now, and to dream bigger. Those were the two things that I heard directly, and and it was to to I I, I guess I interpreted that to kind of start this platform just because of everything that had happened and and sort of how I'd seen he used me in the past and and in uh, you know a very natural way to minister to people and and, and realizing that all he wants us to do is be witnesses for him. All he wants us to do is talk about things that he has done in our lives. And, uh, and I said, well, shoot, I'm going to do that and give somebody else the opportunity to say all the awesome things that he's done in their lives and share their story and, 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 you know, really try to pull out the the good stuff of uh, what God's doing and uh, in, in people's lives just all around the world. And that's really where the idea of Made New came from. It's, it's, I'm not really trying to be a preacher or, or anything or talk to anybody from the mountaintop. I just, I just want to say how awesome God is and how much he has transformed my life. And, and Made New was built on relationships. And first of all, a relationship with him but a relationship with others, you know, it's like, it's so awesome to think that we can have a personal relationship and, and don't worry about the legalistic stuff. Don't worry about, you know, earning your way to get God's blessing because that's just not correct. Uh, I believe that God just wants to love you and, and he wants to be your friend. And if you, if you kind of like think about someone you're trying to get close with today how would you go about that? You know, how would you really get to know somebody? And, and you can do that looking in the Bible and, and, and really spending time with the, the Holy Spirit. It's, it's a real thing that I have felt. And, and once, you, once you feel it, it's, it's kind of hard to, to not think about and, and dig into. And, uh, man, the progression of that journey and where it puts you and where it takes you. Uh, that's something that I want everybody to know that it, it, that it's available for them. It's freely given. It's not something you have to do. It doesn't matter what you've done. Um, it's something that you have and you can access and it's real and it's the truth. And, and it will, it will, take you to a new reality and it will like it will give you the life that you've always thought you needed and it will be better it will be better it will be better than what you wanted it's kind of the message of of that man and um made new i want to be built on relationships i want it to be built on community i want the things that you and i are talking about right now to just be um, accessible to anybody that wants them and, and know that like God is going to give you things based on your ability right now. And if you will, if you will do 
the small things that he's telling you to do with what he's given you, man, just just watch how much that multiplies and builds in your life. It's it's a real thing that anybody can can practice. And and uh, man, I just want to encourage people listening to this to uh, listen to that little nudge, listen to that little mm. voice inside of your head because it might be God. It might be God, and don't wait until you get run over and knocked down the street and have to go to rehab and have to, you know, <laughs> fight for your life to to realize that. What mm. what don't don't wait until you lose everything to to realize that that's available today, right now. Um, so that's that's uh, yeah, that's kind of kind of a blanket look at everything, man. <laughs> oh. Amen. Well, let, let's end it right there. It's a powerful message and, and testimony from Hutch Eckerson. He uh, made it to the NFL. It was cut short, got into drugs and, and painkillers and, and, and had an addiction, but, but God woke him up and, and, and Hutch responded. And, and I, I know him personally, and he's a, a good friend. And to be able to see the joy in his life, the peace in his life, the transformation that has taken place is is encouraging. And so, Hutch, so thankful that you were willing to share that with our listeners today. And I, I know people uh, are inspired right now by by your story and, and ultimately what God has done in you. So greatly appreciate it and, uh, and look forward to uh, seeing you soon. Raj, thank you, man. Thanks for having me. Man. What a cool story, and, and so thankful that Hutch was willing to share that with us today and, and really hope that, that you as a listener were encouraged and inspired by that. And, and I know for me, uh, just to hear how God has radically changed his life just encourages me to know that, you know what, God is working in the lives of people. He's taken broken people, people at the end of themselves, people caught in addiction and is changing their hearts and and it takes you know us getting to that place of surrender and letting go and saying all right lord you take over cuz my way isn't working and and so i uh i can relate to elements of that story from hutch and and i'm sure that you can as well and 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 ultimately we all have the the same need for a savior and and so thankful for jesus and and thankful uh for what he's done in hutch's life and and i'm excited to see what ends up happening moving forward for Hutch as far as his ability to impact others through his his ministry. And so definitely encourage you to check out Made New Ministries and his website is BeMadeNew.com. And he's already got a couple of podcasts up there, a couple episodes. And so you can definitely listen to those and, and give, uh, give Hutch your support and uh, let him know that you heard him on the show today. And just encourage him to keep sharing his story, because I think it can continue to inspire a lot of people. So uh, thanks to Hutch. Uh, Coming up next, we're going to do our segment, Unpack This, about the NBA Finals. And I know for me, man, this was an awesome Finals. All six games were really fantastic. And up until the very end, I mean, the the, the Warriors had a chance. Steph Curry had a shot to to win it. And and so a lot of storylines coming out of this year's Finals. And I had hoped that there would be a a Game 7 uh, but we uh, we still have a lot to discuss in regards to that game. And my big takeaway, asking the question, why do bad things happen to great teams? And then how that relates to our own lives and the question that we often ask, why do bad things happen to good people? So is there a correlation between the two? Stick around and we'll uh, we'll unpack that a little bit. 
Be sure to check out our website, unpackingit.com. Subscribe to our email devotional and our podcast. And so thankful that you're joining us today as we unpack sports, faith, and life. I'm Bryce Johnson. My email, bryce at unpackingit.com. We'll be back right after this. Inspiring conversations and intriguing interviews. More Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson after this. This is Unpacking It. It's time for our final segment of the day. We call it Unpack This, where I take a current sports story and relate it to the Bible and our own lives. So let's jump right in. The Toronto Raptors are the NBA champions, and they have earned so much respect and are worthy champions. But I can't help but take into consideration all that has happened to the Warriors. They were hit with injuries to Durant, Thompson, and Looney, and Cousins still isn't at 100%. This was a great team with multiple future Hall of Famers who had won back-to-back NBA Finals. Yet even they couldn't avoid the torn Achilles or the torn ACL. What's interesting is that after years of receiving the good breaks, building a dynasty, and doing all the right things to contend for a championship each season, bad things seem to happen to them all at once. Even though we shouldn't feel sorry for the Warriors after all of their success, we can wonder why bad things sometimes happen to great teams, which then leads to the more agonizing question of why do bad things happen to good people? Oftentimes we think we're doing the right things in life. We're making good decisions and pursuing Jesus instead of a sinful life. Then all of a sudden, everything around us starts to collapse. Health concerns, job issues, family dynamics, and overall loss. We begin to ask, why are these bad things happening to me? But instead of asking that, we should be mindful of how we're going to respond. And we must remember how God has taken care of us in the past. Similar to the Warriors, we can choose to be thankful for the wins we've already experienced and rest in knowing that so much is out of our control. In the Bible, the book of Job is all about his suffering and losing it all while remaining in humble submission to God. Even though Job was a great and righteous man, bad things still happen to him. Job provides this perspective that can encourage us today. Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I will leave this life. The Lord gives and the Lord takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Throughout all this, Job did not sin or blame God for anything. So I hope you're willing to unpack that for yourselves and really appreciate you joining me today. I'm Bryce Johnson. I'm a sports fan who follows Jesus. I believe in the good news that he died on the cross for my sins. He was resurrected and through faith, I have been saved by his grace. I hope that is true for you as well, and I hope you'll join me as we live life as sports fans who follow Jesus together. Have a wonderful week. This has been Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson.